roses are red. Shane McMahon is sweaty. Don't be an asshole like Marty Jannetty. Welcome back to the podcast. That is right. This is the Shoot Brothers, you know. Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Of course, this is the only wrestling podcast you can find online. It's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's hosted by my co-host, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Ahoy. Ahoy, hoy. And this is a podcast that... Mike, what, what would you say if you had to give a, like a quick the quick tagline, maybe the one sentence, one and a half sentences for the show? What would be your descriptor? Blending the world of sports and entertainment reality. Uh, into, I don't know. I've gone too far. No, I, was, I liked I liked where you started. You started off real real hot there. Blending yeah, the world of it. sports and entertainment because that's what we're doing here on this professional wrestling podcast. Blending the worlds of sports and entertainment uh, into one digestible weekly show. There you go. There you go. Well, I mean, that, I mean, I guess that was a little wordy. That would have that would have been. No, but I mean, that's it. One that, digestible weekly. One show. One digestible weekly show. <laughs> new tagline. Uh, new tagline for the podcast. That's fantastic. We save you the trouble of having to watch like 15 hours of wrestling. Now you get one little chunk. It's like watching one of the shows. It's just like it's just like watching one. It's it's just it's watching. Uh, uh, half or uh, two thirds of a raw. <laughs> yeah, most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. So two thirds of a raw. So let's let's kick off that first third of raw or the first half of the show. How we always kick off the show, which is with the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. You know what I've realized when I've been cruising around this Twitter? Oftentimes it's too uh, negative. Yeah, I feel like yeah, every. Yeah. I feel like everything I see. I feel like every time it's funny stuff. It's either people calling each other out, or some kind of nonsense about something. Sometimes it can just be. Uh, I thought to myself, why can't Twitter just be opinions, just new opinions, things that people, yes. just observations that Creations, happened in their hey, real look at this life. Thing I made. This hey, look nice. at the. Well, it's you know, and or even yeah. How apropos that you would say, um, the, how, look at this thing that I made, because uh, <laughs> we're giving this new Tweet of the Week champion, uh, or to first time Tweet of the Week champion, no, second time Tweet of the Week champion, uh, and new father, uh, Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins, who uh, just the other day on Twitter, reached out to everyone saying, yo, I feel like newborns be having superpowers or very good timing because fam, every time I think I got a moment to relax, little homie be like, nah fam, change that diaper real quick. Hashtag Doc Father. <laughs> hashtag Papa Doc. <laughs> I like it. I like I like, I like it too. It. He took it's nice. A, it's wholesome. It's He's nice. Having fun. He took. Uh, I think. I think there was a little. There was a week or two where Street Profits were off the air. You know, he was. This is a newborn child of his. Yeah. So. Yeah. There you go. That's a little. Nice. A little profit. A little profit. Angelo Dawkins, you're the Tweet League champion. Married to anyone in the business? Do we know? Um. Not. We don't know. Not. Not that I know. Not that. Not I know. that I know either. Yeah. But congratulations, sir. Uh, he's a two-time Tweet of the Week champ. Uh, you know what? I said that, but I think I got him. No, Montez Ford won, and the, okay, so you know, this is actually this is his first uh, Tweet of the Week championship. But both right. both members of the Street Profits have, uh, have now held a singles title each. Have <laughs> they each have a singles title to go along with their? Are they Raw champs? Uh, yes. Yeah, Boom! Still, there we still, go. But, uh, still, baby. <laughs> And that's that. That's that's that. That's uh that's your tweet of the week. All right. 
so let's just jump right into the the week of the wrestling, I suppose. It sounds good to me. Let's start our week off um, with the blue brand. It's some SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. SmackDown. So I think... I think they've done this a couple weeks ago, but they kind of do this intro where the wrestlers just talking to the camera, hyping up the matches for the night. Yeah, like eighties wrestling. When they're staring down the barrel, yeah. as it were. Yeah, like ah, Lacey Evans is like, I'm gonna make a nasty out of you, and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and things, and things, things along. like that. Little catchphrases. So things along it's different. those lines. Yeah, I don't think Raw does it, so it's different. Good enough. Mm. Good enough for me. Uh, <laughs> But then I think we just kick off with a Firefly Funhouse. Bray Wyatt comes snorkeling in. I think he's got a mask. He's covered in seaweed because he's been searching for Braun in that swamp. Who, yeah, we haven't seen for a few weeks now. And we really haven't. What? Uh, <laughs> he's allegedly dead. We, yeah. What happened? Um, what happened to him? Is he? He is got he, pulled under. Do we assume like, that he's? like sick therefore not there he, he either got away or he's gonna like be supernatural now okay okay He'll either be the same brawn but angrier or supernatural brawn which i would probably prefer like a zombie brawn i don't know like a like a yeti brawn yeah yeti or a jason Voorhees. oh that'd be Just cool a big bad angry motherfucker that'd I be don't cool. Know. but we get another glimpse of the fiend and then the bye bye Okay. <laughs> but let's move on. We got an intercontinental championship match here. AJ Styles taking on Grand Metalik, who won that opportunity. Uh, but AJ's dominating early on. Metalik fights back, gets a couple of big moves in, but uh, eventually Styles locks in that calf crusher and just wrenches in hard. So Metallic. Metalik, sorry, <laughs> has no choice but to tap out. <laughs> I was also wondering this. Can we just call him Gran? Is that uh <laughs> yeah, can, can we can they just meet us halfway? Can we just call him yeah. Gran? Every time I write his name, I'm getting the red underline on. Spellcheck <laughs> doesn't like it. <laughs> Google's like, that's not a word. It's like, that's you not mean a metallic? Word, I'm like, no, I know what <laughs> Meta- I, mean. I know what metallic is. Yeah. Did you uh, mean Grand Metallic? <laughs> but he taps out, put up a good fight, but good for him. Not quite there. Not quite there, but uh, I think we're a few weeks, what, back-to-back of this title being on the line? Yeah, AJ's doing a good job. It's it's way more relevant than the Universal title right now. So. It makes it seem important. Yeah. You know? uh, and then we go backstage where Baron Corbin's scheming, and he approaches Shorty G, tell him, tells him, you know, you, I know you're underappreciated, man. I fought you in the King of the Ring and shit, so uh, I'll pay a king's ransom for anyone that can prove... Matt Riddle doesn't belong on SmackDown. So planting some dirty seeds there. Uh, Shorty G, of course, the most menacing name uh, <laughs> I've ever heard. But he is right about the underappreciated. Yeah. I think he even called him Chad or he called him Gable. He called him by his proper name. So Right, because and it is funny to see because this just a few short months ago, I do believe it was Baron Corbin who... Or K or you know for the for the man formerly known as Baron Corbin, <laughs> yeah, uh, who brought who invented the Shorty G moniker. Yeah, he yeah he just kept calling, making those short jokes every week, and then 
he was finally like, you know what? I'm Shorty G. And then we were like, oh, man, they really <laughs> did like, it. Oh, they, they did it. They really you did it. You bastards. <laughs> you really did it. Uh, but, uh, you know, if this, we'll see. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. It'll come in play. But uh, Jeff Hardy comes out, cuts a promo about all the bullshit he's been going through with Sheamus. But uh, Baron Corbin, guess who? Interrupts and just it's the same shit Seamus has been saying about sobriety and Jeff and blah 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 so Gulak jumps Corbin from behind so we get Corbin versus Drew Gulak and uh, they go at it Corbin hits his deep six when Matt Riddle comes out uh, distracts him so Gulak tries to pin Corbin but uh, he kicks out hits the end of days anyway gets the win but Riddle just jumps in goes right after Corbin starts pounding him but then Shorty G comes out suplexes Riddle and then he just glances at Corbin and smiles. So he's working for the king. The king so has a loyal subject. Yes. Shorty G. He needs a name. Now he can be uh, Sir Gable. I, I, Sir Gable. I, that's got a good I, I do li- That sounds like I do, a nice. I do royal. like that. I do actually like that. Uh, they could call <laughs> themselves the royal somethings, you know? Yeah. They can yeah. call themselves King that. Corbin so does Baron Gable. Corbin have to be involved with literally everybody on SmackDown? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I, so, yeah. so, like, like wait, the, the Jeff Hardy thing didn't have no to involve sense. him. This did, <laughs> that didn't have to happen. I was watching it just thinking, oh, Baron gets around even when he's yeah. in these long-standing feuds with one person. He yeah, somehow he just, is involved in everybody's shit. <laughs> he can't help it. He's just fucking... Oh, God. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you know is that too very like very very first thing i saw yeah so uh, a lot of corbin but you know at the very least uh gives us a little gable gives us a little gable little little uh prince gable that's a storyline we haven't seen him in months and now he's back so we'll see see if he turns into an evil doer yeah fingers, <laughs> we'll see fingers crossed fingers crossed but uh big e's out next to take on the miz and uh yeah big e's all by himself now he's doing the log roll down to the ring Nice entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the match, yeah, it was all right. Nothing too crazy. At one point, Miz distracts the ref, so Morrison interferes, kicks Big E. Miz follows up at the skull-crushing finale, but Big E kicks out. So Morrison tries to interfere again, but the ref catches him, tosses him out, and then Big E's able to gain control and apply, applies the stretch muffler to the Miz, so he gets a rare submission win for Big E. Yeah, I don't think I've Maybe ever seen... First ever. I didn't yeah. even know what that was. What's even his? What's even Biggie's finisher? The big ending. Okay. Where he's yeah. It's like normally since he's been doing it with Kofi so much, it's just his half of their team. Exactly. Yeah. He sort of has like <laughs> half the move, and the other yeah. So it's it not as impressive without the other thing. But maybe that's why they're doing this: the stretch muffler, because mm. he just like literally lifted him off the ground and stretched oh. the fuck out of him. Oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, Biggie. But uh, we got Lacey Evans taking on Naomi. This feud started from Twitter hashtags. Oh, uh, I thought it started from losing in a singing contest. Well, it, uh, yeah, that led to the match where oh, Lacey won quick. Oh, so then like, oh and okay. then the karaoke. Then people got angry. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Lacey was fighting rough and dirty. She mm. goes for the woman's right, but Naomi ducks, counters with a backslide, and just holds Lacey down for the three count. So she gets the win, and hopefully people won't be as angry. Them like themselves more angry no, or the, no, the the Twitter people the, the hashtag the surrounding give Naomi universe. a chance or whatever. Oh okay, I just want to give give everybody a chance. Yeah, they got their chance here. Give Sean it's, Spears uh, it's a, a chance. Mid card women's feud. Mm-hmm. 
Sean Spears? Yeah, we're still. What happened to the glove? With the what happened glove? to that glove? What happened to that little glove that Tully kept giving him? <laughs> yeah, I thought they were starting to. I thought they were going somewhere it. on the glove. Yeah, maybe we, maybe we need to. I don't know. Maybe it's on dark. They're talking. Maybe they're doing like <laughs> maybe we stop watching dark. We're talking about dark every week. Yeah. Uh, but then we go backstage. Some people we haven't seen in a while. Otis and Mandy Rose are hanging out. Yeah, the money in the bank hasn't even been a, a yeah, Was he even holding it? I don't even know if he had it with him. Yeah, I'm not Good entirely point. sure that he had it on him. Yeah. So uh, they're hanging out. Mandy says, I got us a table at Otis's favorite barbecue spot. So uh, Mandy goes backstage to get ready for their big date when Sonya Deville comes up from behind and just starts smacking her all around, smearing makeup all over her face. Uh, and then she grabs the scissors and starts cutting out chunks of Mandy's hair. That looked like real hair to me. It was brutal. Uh, and then she grabs the electric razor and she's ready to shave her damn head. But uh, the officials intervene, they, thankfully. And uh, yeah, I love the way <laughs> at one point the officials were like trying to get her and she's like holding the back like the buzzer's a knife and they don't want to like come at her like it would have stabbed them i don't know um she also pulled the uh she did this apparently a lot of the women it's um very offensive if you rub someone if you rub lipstick onto the other woman's face yeah um, I, can, you know. I think naomi and Lacey did it last week and now uh this week Shayna was Rubbing makeup all over Mandy's face. It's uh it's a real sign of aggression, I think. Yeah, you know, that's mean. You'd have to go wash that all. Yeah, you'd have to go wash off your whole face. You might have ruined a good lipstick. <laughs> yeah, a good, good uh, uh, by <laughs> Chanel. Yeah. Uh but we got some more women's action here. Bailey taking on Alexa Bliss in a women's title match. No wait. No, she's taking on Nikki, Nikki Cross. Cross. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> In the women's title match with Alexa Bliss at ringside and Sasha there. But uh, yeah, Nikki's looking good. She's getting lots of moves in, but uh, Bailey fights back and uh, eventually she hits her little face driver move. I still don't know what they call it yet, but gets the win. Looks better than the Bailey to belly. Yeah, because that that's <laughs> like a that's like a move that people do just kind of normally. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she retains the title, and uh, after the match, Sasha and Bailey they're celebrating. They leave, and uh, Alexa Bliss is trying to console Nikki in the ring and help her up, but she doesn't want it. She's shrugging her off. Uh, eventually, she just shoves Bliss to the mat and then walks away. So, Bliss is all alone in the ring when the lights start shutting down. We all know what's coming. The Fiend appears, and uh, yeah, he gets in the ring, and he's just. Alexa's just frozen. Uh, the fiend, he raises his his hurt hand and uh, he goes all the way. He applies the mandible claw on Alexa and she just passes out to end the show. Lots of heat from this full sail crowd. <laughs> Lots of heat from the PC, <laughs> from the PC over here. Yeah, but I like this ending. I like it. If this leads to that evil bliss tease we saw in the swamp match, I'm all for it. Yeah, or, you know, Bray or... The Fiend wants Braun Strowman to come back, so, you know, he's he's he can do whatever it takes to get, you know, to get Braun well, Strowman it, to return. I hope as a as a result of that we get that Alexa Druid type thing that we mm -hmm. saw for a brief moment. That'd be cool. That'd be cool, man. We thought Nikki was going to turn heel on her and now Alexa turns into this witch and starts fucking around with everyone. Right, because Survivor <laughs> because <She rides> off. <laughs> because Survivor series we have to have Karrion Cross 
and Scarlet on Bray Wyatt, Alexa, Bliss. That's the that's the that's the Survivor Series match, right? That could be fun, yeah. Who's creepy as shit on Who's creepy on Raw? Is anyone creepy uh, on Raw that we could throw in? Uh, no, they don't have any. They don't have anyone creepy. They not, don't have anyone creepy right now. No, no, not enough. Not, not enough people. Not enough. No. <laughs> that uh, that woman in AEW, Abaddon. Oh, the one with the face paint? We saw yeah. her like once, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. I like that ending. Yeah, like no, that, that, that was a great ending. I uh, didn't care so much for the match that preceded it, though. Yeah, it was just another retain for Bailey. I didn't yeah, just one of those in. other kind of like retains or something. But um, yeah. really excited to see the Fiend back. When, that's the first Fiend we've seen since... I feel like yeah, it's been since, a long time. Since he lost the title, probably. Yeah. To Goldberg, maybe. I don't know. Maybe even, yeah, because he had that title defense as Bray Wyatt. Or the- yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to see see what happens next week. See if Bliss just appears as black as Bliss or if she's on the fun house. If she's in the fun house, we'll see. If her eyes are X'd out. Because presumably we need, we need this championship belt at SummerSlam in some capacity, right? It is coming up. It isn't like, what, three weeks or something? Yeah. Two or three weeks. Yeah, so we do need the belt on there. So Braun Strowman's going to have to come back, and there's always the Otis tease. Yeah, at the end of the day, there's maybe that's why they didn't show the briefcase, make you try to forget for a minute. <laughs> almost, <so>. we almost <laughs> forget. Because what's the biggest problem with all these Money in the Bank winners? They're always flaunting that they are the Money in the Bank yeah, winners. So if we just forget for a bit, and uh, yeah, and then he pops out. I don't know. We'll see. But the Fiend Bliss, I like that combo. Yeah, I like that combination. Uh, hopefully we'll see more of that later on. That was SmackDown Live, though. Another great show. Yeah, that was a good show. Great show, sure. Great show, <laughs> good show, sure, for the most part. Well, you know, out of the four, um, there's going to be, you know, out of the four shows that we cover every week, <laughs> there's going the to be a best show of the week. Just just not even in a ranking system. It's just like, well, obviously you're going to have one of the four that you like the best. Yeah, it's going to happen, right? Like it's impossible, which means you're going to have a second favorite, which means, you know, if you're going to have a second favorite, then of course, that means you're going to have to have a third <laughs> favorite yeah, um, at that point. And at that point, I mean, I guess there's only one there's only more one left. So you've already done it. That would be the shittiest one of the week. So let's kick on over to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you getting at here <laughs> with this intro to Monday Night Raw? Let's get raw. <laughs> Um, I, <laughs> I'm getting Monday Night Raw. We're at, uh, we're at yeah. the P, we're at the PC, baby. Of course. Yeah. Like we said, we are still rolling on to SummerSlam. Um, Drew McIntyre, Rand Yorton face to face. Um, we kick off with, I believe what is some United States championship action. However, well, we, we can't get to it right away because the, 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 there's someone backstage just on one of those little dimmer packs, little dimmer switches, you know, like you have in your family oh, room. Yes. And they're yeah. just kind of... Because see, Fit Finley's not there. Nobody is it's back chaos. there to control... The, the levels. The, the levels of the lights. The levels the, the of the microphones, volume. 
and who's uh, coming out next. Uh, you know, Fit Finley very much controlled those sorts of things. So some assholes backstage flicking the lights up and down. Of course, Tom Phillips. And we have Samoa Joe back on commentary, which is fantastic. Uh, oh, yes. They're apologizing profusely for something which is out of their hands. Yeah, we're getting these, yes, these, these production glitches right off the bat. Uh, but we are getting that championship match. We are getting the return of Apollo Crews. Uh, maybe he was injured. Maybe he had COVID. We won't know for sure. But but we but, know. <laughs> but we know he's got that uh, the official U.S. title with him. Uh, so let's just do it. Let's fight. Uh, yeah, they're just going back and forth. We get the lights flicker. I think a couple more times, and eventually Apollo just hits his spin out power bomb, gets the win, retains his title, and then he grabs MVP's U.S. title as well, and he brings it with him. So he's the true the true U.S. champion. The true now. official. He's unified the two belts. Yeah. So, uh, and then I think even right after the match, he goes backstage, talks to Charlie and says, I'm going to give the old belt to my kids and then use the nice new one that MVP paid for. So that answers that. <laughs> oh, that answers that. Oh, yeah. great. So okay. He won't, he won't have to carry them both around. He won't have to carry them both around. So we are officially 100% in on the new, new belt. the new U.S. title belt picture, the champion. It's all very clear. Uh, for this week <laughs> for the for this week yeah uh let me get a little tease there's this uh security guard just kind of watching a door in this dark alleyway and they the announcers let us know that there's going to be some sort of special announcement later from shane mcmahon what so we'll find <laughs> yeah wait, we'll find wait, out. wait 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 who shane mcmahon i know the man what this he was banned from smackdown so this is this is fair Oh my God! We're gonna get but, Shane McMahon uh, later in the night. Oh my God! We haven't seen him since October, so that, that was a pretty good stretch. So we're and uh, so we're like we're like three things in now: <laughs> power outage, uh, U.S. champ, and then creepy room in the basement. Yeah. Well, okay. Something, let's find out. And we're only like twenty minutes. Uh, we're only like twenty minutes into Raw. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> but then we go backstage once again. The goon, Shane Baszler. Just approaches Sasha and Bailey, and she just sucker punches Sasha and leaves. What a bitch. But I guess that just means she wants in that title picture. What a strong... No, nah, I, I was going to say, what a strong move. You want you want something, Shayna? You go get it. Yeah, but do it in the ring. That wasn't fair. <laughs> no, that's where we draw the line. <laughs> uh, but then Kevin Owens is just hanging out and catering. Um, and yeah, it doesn't look as nice as the old catering. Pre-COVID, it's yeah. Well, I guess foods now. Yeah, I guess also they would have been in you know larger arena type yeah, spaces, with like actual probably like people cooking shit. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyways, uh, he grabs a water bottle and then the Iconics walk up and say, "Hey, we should be guests on the Kevin Owens show." And he's like, "Yeah, great idea, but I've already got a guest tonight. I got to plan these things." So he comes out for the KO show, and uh, as he's talking, we get the mic cutting out again. So people messing with the show, the hacker, who knows? Fit. <laughs> fit we need you back bro the furlough's gone on long enough come on it has to have gone on long enough yeah uh but we get owen's guest ruby riot comes out and they're just talking about the iconics and the feud they've had going on and you know ruby getting her first big win since coming back but uh she wishes Liv was there with her so owen says guess what why <laughs> Liv morgan what? come on down what <laughs> oh my god who would have guessed it Liv's back uh, she's like, okay, Ruby, what do you want to say? Go ahead. So Owen's like, wait a minute. You know, you guys are both great. I love the Riot Squad. I've been on the road with you. 
see how hard you work. Uh, I know all about ruining friendships, but I want to see the two of you back together or <laughs> something like that. So uh, he asks Liv, man, just hear Ruby out. So, And then Ruby Riot just goes on, cuts a pretty nice promo, just pours her heart out. And, you know, she came back. Liv was different. She was thriving on her own. She beat Ruby in the ring twice. So Ruby was just kind of on her own. And Sarah Logan was gone. And so anyways, they're both crying as the promo goes on. And uh, Ruby just wants one more chance to make the Riot Squad stronger than ever. But before Liv can even respond, the Iconics come out. And, yeah, you know, they're just sick of their babbling. Liv Morgan, you should have stayed in that bathtub. And Ruby Riot, uh, yeah, we're tired of hearing about your one win. <laughs> but anyways, this all leads to a bunch of banter. I think Peyton slaps Kevin Owens in the face. Billy slaps him, too. They're all just laughing at him. So Kevin's like, get him, girls. And then they jump. <laughs> the Riot Squad jumps the Iconics. That just leads to a match. The, ma and, uh, <laughs> the match just happens, I guess. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Keep going. Then there's not much going on to this match, though. Liv and Ruby working pretty nice together. Uh, Peyton thinks she's in control, but Liv just rolls her up because three count. So Iconics are sore losers. They try to hit their finisher, but Ruby saves Liv. And then they hit this little double STO and then leave. So the Riot Squad's back. I don't, I don't get it. I do not I get it. She actually said, Ruby Riot actually said this place looked different as an excuse as to why she tried to beat the shit however i don't get it why i thought <laughs> bianca belair and ruby riot were on the fast track to uh tag town ah uh, yeah i don't know i don't know so don't it was with live and like was it wasn't like the two of them beating up Liv morgan like the whole thing two weeks ago the Iconics? No, no, no. Ruby, Ruby beating up Liv Morgan while, I don't she, think we, while Bianca uh, Belair was beside her. Uh, was that Liv? I don't remember. Yeah, it was. Okay. Either way, uh, I don't know. I don't get it. They shouldn't be. The, the, don't be the Riot Squad. Be something else. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Owens is becoming this uh, this Ellen Show style talk show uh, yeah. where he's just br or Doctor Phil Dr. where Phil. he's bringing old friends back together and helping them work out their problems. Yeah, so we'll see where that goes. But uh, backstage, Charlie reveals more chaos as uh, a box fell. Okay. Some, some <laughs> okay, I got I to stop you right yes. there. I got to no, go stop right right there. She, she did, the camera didn't cut to her like the chaos. She was <laughs> shrieking like a seagull attacking food on the beach. It was like one pop. It was like a little tiny box. It wasn't like a huge road case. No, it was, uh, and there wasn't even like electrical. It was just like, I don't know. Like gear hooks and pulleys. Yeah, like nothing really in it. <laughs> yeah, so like oh, nothing that man. would cause malfunctions. Nothing so. that would have hurt. Yeah. Uh, so Charlie's overreacting, and then MVP walks up and he's like, "Boxes, boxes. We talk about boxes. I lost my title match." Uh, yeah. So he thinks the boxes are ridiculous too. Uh, but but it does uh, beg the question: Who knocked over the box? You know, who knocked this, over the box? This who, is the this, who killed Roman Reigns. This is the who killed Roman Reigns of 2020. Uh, but then Shelton runs up. Even more shit's going on because someone has stolen his 24-7 title. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. More <laughs> stuff? <laughs> more stuff. 
Uh, but then Drew McIntyre comes out, cut a little promo about Randy Orton and, uh, you know, the kind of sneaky snake he is. And he should have been fired way more times than me for all the shit he did. And uh, yeah, Randy Orton comes out, gives his rebuttal. And then Drew just calls him a selfish prick and he's going to cash in the receipts of all the guys he cheap shotted with RKOs and punts. And then, uh, yeah, backstage, I think Ric Flair. Yeah, that was it for that promo, I think. No, I think Rick. I think Ric Flair came out with. Did he come out with? Uh, yeah, he Randy probably Orton? said a couple. Of I think so, but they probably they he probably said a lot, but they edited it down to uh, <laughs> yeah. to, tw- to to five seconds. And then after backstage, Ric Flair approaches Owens to give some advice, and he says, "You're being too unselfish. You're helping all these other people instead of looking out for yourself." And Owens says he's already done a bunch of crappy things to people and he wants to do it a different way now. So Rick says, mind your business and walks away, even though he approached him. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine imagine that. Like, imagine that interaction with somebody at work. Pick somebody (laughs) at work and they call on you and then (laughs) tell you to shut up. I don't know. I don't know. Just imagine that. Imagine that. Well, guess what else? Uh, Nia Jax comes out and says she's supposed to apologize for hurting the officials, but she doesn't. And there's this, uh, I don't know, this little management guy with her. Are you talking about Pat Buck? Pat Buck, yeah. What's his deal? Uh, (laughs) No idea. That's just what they called him. I think they said that he was a... uh, he was a backstage producer. I think that's something that uh, one of the commentators said. Uh, I don't know, a little ginger man. Little ginger man, little ginger and, man with uh, glasses. Yeah, and uh, you know he does something. He suspends Nia Jax without pay indefinitely. So she knocks the guy out. But hey, we're getting another Nia Jax break. Oh, thank God! <laughs> thank yeah, God! So. I love I love a storyline that involves Nia Jax being suspended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's gone. Uh, Pat Buck, we don't know what's going to happen to him. It is weird because, but she she was, ri- I feel like she was written off television recently. Yeah, and then she came back and now she's gone again. I don't know. Yeah, and then now she's gone. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, because I feel like, I, don't know. I feel like post-WrestleMania. She made her big return and then, or I don't know, and then she... I don't know. If she misses SummerSlam, that's that's fine. Yeah, it's hard to keep track. Actually, now I'm just sort of <laughs> thinking back. She right. took out Charlotte, and then I don't know. Who knows? Shit. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Our uh, truth comes running out. He's the one that's got Shelton's 24/7 title, of course. But uh, he's in a match for it anyways. He gets chased down to the ring. So we got Shelton taking on Truth and Tazawa 24/7 title match. Uh, you know, Shelton looks big next to Tazawa, who's, I don't know, just rolling around with his ninja clan. But, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. One of the ninjas tries to get in the ring at one point. Shelton beats him up. Everyone uh, everyone gets distracted. I think the Hurt business takes out all the other ninjas. And then back in the ring, Tazawa hits his senton off the top rope, gets a three count, runs off with the title. I uh, I think it's worn off. For me, I think the 24-7 title novelty has... Cause, I mean, because this, this, this is the same 24-7 title match. And R-Truth is still, like, one of the most consistent performers, I gotta say. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, there was nothing really. It uh, just like it, 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 it was fun. And maybe it's kind of like gone in and out, you know, like it was fun and then it wasn't. And maybe they brought it back and then it wasn't. Maybe it's just part of a cycle. Uh, but it's like too <laughs> repetitive at this point. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a whole lot uh, to it. I feel like they've done you know, everything. Truth's going to win it back and then Shelton might win it back again. And uh, it'll be the same for another couple of months. I mean, it's probably been like a year and a half of this, right? Yeah, there's been uh, how long? How long do we think it's been going for? I'd say probably since last May. Okay. So yeah, over a year and a bit. And how long does this crap usually last for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll probably last another couple years, and then who knows? Oh, we still have a couple more years of this, eh? I mean, it, there'll probably be times where you don't see it for months at a time mm-hmm. before they just bury it. Before we just uh, but then we go to Shane McMahon, and he's in this. This underground fight pit environment. Uh, and we just see two nameless men just kind of fighting in this ropeless ring. UFC style. And Shane says he's back. And uh, we're going to see something new. Raw Underground at 10 p.m. So just a tease for whatever Raw Underground will be. Uh, the edgier third hour. You forgot about the poor lighting and the strippers, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, in we'll this odd setting. You recall... It, it, uh, fuck. There was a time recently where they had, I mean, during live shows, of course, like where they proclaimed that the third hour of Raw like was going to be different. Yeah, I think it was around the same time they brought in the 24-7 title. Was it around that time? And they did it for like Mick Foley's like, third hour is going to be grittier. Right. And all it was like they just turned off like a couple of the LED boards. Yeah, a couple right? of the lights. Yeah, they just like <laughs> turned off a few of the lights. Okay, so uh, so we're zero for one in terms of a gritty third hour. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's find out what happens a little bit later on in the night. Yeah, we'll get there. But uh, backstage, Sarah Schreiber interviews Dominic, and he officially challenges Seth Rollins to a match at SummerSlam. So let's get that debut. Day, but finally the debut. Finally, but. the D-butt. Uh, but let's go. Sasha Banks is taking on Shayna Baszler. And, you know, they were having a... The match was going fine when Asuka comes running out, takes out Bailey for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, she takes out Bailey and the ref rings the bell, even though no one in the ring got hurt. So. Okay, okay. We're going to bre- we're gonna have to break <laughs> this one down. We're going to have to break this one down here. Uh, <laughs> okay. Asuka. Asuka's pissed. Right, because she lost her title to uh, to Sasha Banks, who you know was helped by Bailey. Yeah, Oscar says to herself, "You know what? That's bullshit. I'm gonna take down Bailey." So she, uh, so she does yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. And that's all fair. That's all in fair. That's all fair. In my mind. Because okay, so that's kind of like so. Let's say you're at an office, and. You work in HR, and then, like, you're getting fired because the accountant stole $20,000. <laughs> is that kind of yeah. what happened in this, uh, this, this mean, match's uh, ending? Yeah, it's not fair. Uh, I guess I'm just going to say that the ref just threw out the match. There was no DQs or anything, so it's just... But he had no reason to. Did Whatever was going on outside the ring had not affected the match inside yet, so... He prematurely rings the bell and uh, the match ends. It's just way too overbooked. 
Yeah, there was no so need. I weird. mean, if you're gonna, why not just have them fight into the ring if you're gonna do that stupid shit? So at least someone gets hurt. Yeah, at least that angle is something. Like everyone just brawls, but I don't know. Yeah, it was it was dumb. Didn't make sense. But uh, Sasha escapes before Oscar can get a hold of her. So Oscar and Shayna, I think they cut some promo, and Sasha comes back out and says, "All right, Oscar, you want a shot at my Raw Women's Title at SummerSlam? You gotta beat Bailey next week." And then Bailey just looks on like, "What the fuck, Sasha?" <laughs> what the so, fuck? Uh, which would be great, you know, a non a non title match for Bailey. You know, I mean, she, fuck, she's been champion for probably coming up on a year now. Well, that Charlotte blip. Hey, never for never <laughs> never forget the Charlotte blip. Okay. Yeah. So it had to uh, happen. We'll see next week. Yeah, we will. But then we get. It's finally time. We're going to Raw Underground, hosted by Shane in this warehouse with that, yeah, the ropeless ring. Uh, Poor lighting. Strippers, strippers, as you said. Strippers. Yeah, dingy lighting. Uh, strippers dancing to some music with some lights. It was kind of uh, like softcore porn music. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was like uh, it was like those old infomercials you'd see for like call-ins, sex lines. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> yeah, like I'm just waiting to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, we get some fights. The this guy Daba Kato. I don't know Daba Kato. This big ass guy. Mm-hmm. He gets a name. He just fights some nameless. Fu- some nameless dude. Well, he fight club style. Fight club style, of course. Well, he was another. Uh, he was an NXT performer, uh, Baba Tunde. Ah, we have seen him. I'd say from Baba da Daba. From Baba da Daba. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he does well here. He dominates until Shane has to stop the fight and says, "Okay, who wants next?" So another guy jumps in and Kato destroys him as well. Uh, he just mounts him, just starts dropping these elbows. So the ref stops it. And they're dressed like MMA refs as well, the blacks, the gloves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, so Kato wins two in a row. They just cut, cut to some shots of sexy girls uh, in the neon lights, and <laughs> we'll go back to that later. We'll go back to that later. Okay, we'll uh, we'll talk about it when it comes back. Yeah, but we go to new father, new champion, Angelo Dawkins, in a singles match against Angel Garza. And uh, Dawkins is doing all right. He's in control, and all of a sudden, Ford... He's just getting hyped up on the outside, shaking the ropes, and he just passes out, falls to the floor. So uh, Dawkins is concerned, which allows Garza to hit a super kick, another big drop kick to the head, gets the win. Um, but, uh, okay, what happened to him? I don't know. Was he drugged? Was he uh, a heart? Well, I, I I did notice, uh, you know, that when they always make the right of the ring, they smash their solo cups together, and then they take a sip. I did yeah. notice there was a peculiar look on... Montez Ford's face after he sipped after he took his sip sort of ah. looking around you know like uh like you you wanted coke but you were poured a diet coke and you're, you <laughs> sip it and you're like oh okay. the first part of that sentence I didn't know where you were going I should have I should have I should have said yeah. Pepsi no 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 I should have said totally Pepsi <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, Diet Coke to Coke. Uh, yeah, he had a, he had a look. We, uh, he, I didn't catch. I didn't catch the sip and he had a little look on his on his face, yeah. uh, like what's that now? You know. Well, that makes sense uh, because yeah, something's going on here. But he's still got a fight. He's uh, Montez Ford taking on Andrade, and you know they're having themselves a pretty good match. Ford's he's high flying. He's getting pumped again, but then he shakes the ropes. That's what got him the first time, and he just falls back, faints. So the ref calls for the bell, 
we get the medical staff to come out check on Ford. And yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, hopefully we can find out. Hopefully, hopefully we, we hopefully we can get some news before he is transported to a local <laughs> medical facility. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, we have more urgent things to get to before that. We gotta go back <laughs> to Shane O'Mac and Raw Underground, <laughs> and uh, we've got uh, Eric from the Viking Raiders here taking on some tough kid, and you know we get to see a little bit of a different side of Eric. He's doing some MMA grappling, and it gets a nice dominant win here. And yeah, good for you, Eric. Good for you, Eric. Uh, <laughs> do we ever come back to do we ever do we ever come back to Raw Underground? Uh, I think we. I think, yeah, I think we'll we, there we for will the come ending. back. We will come back to it. Okay. But uh, we go to the trainer's room to get that update. And Dawkins tells Charlie that they think Ford may have been poisoned. Poisoned. And poisoned. You know that what? that that know. classic poison that you can drink. Uh, Skull and crossbones. Walk around, run around, jump for a little bit, get a little bit woozy, get back into it. You know that <laughs> classic in and out poison. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, Bianca Belair shows up and what? says, yeah, the wife, if you have forgotten, of Montez Ford. So she has concern for the life of this man. And she says, Selena Vega, I know. Y'all better tell me what's up. You guys have done something. And why is that funny to you? <laughs> I'm just laughing. I'm not allowed <laughs> okay. to laugh. I'm not allowed okay. to laugh. Okay, you're allowed. No. <laughs> so anyways, it's not funny to Bianca. She takes a swing and they all get split apart. But uh, yeah, she's. The Vegabonds. Are they the one that had the poison? Who's got the elixir? We need the cure. We do need the we do need the cure. Every uh, poison's got an antidote. That's what they say. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What's the play? What's the antidote to bleach? I feel like the antidote to bleach is Cyanide. You shouldn't have drank bleach. <laughs> yeah. Uh but then we get some security footage from the danger zone outside the performance center. Oh my we god. We see uh we see this group. Dressed in all black. And, but, and I don't think it was the Ninja Clan. I don't think it was the Ninja Clan. These guys look like they were in sweatshirts. They were like hoodies. And, yeah, hoodies. And yeah. We, so we only saw them in the back, so we couldn't see anybody's faces or something. And they're standing in the middle of the parking lot, and there's like this little shed that's kind of in like the corner of, the, but not totally in the corner of the parking lot. It's like it's in the middle of what would be a parking space. What, you mean the the power generator to the show? Did you notice it, was, it, was. it wasn't like in a place where something like that would be? It was like in a parking. It was in the parking lot, but kind of like 10 feet from the edges in the middle. Yeah, they just, I don't know. I guess no one's using the space. As I guess as no much, one's so. using the space. I don't know uh, what a small amount of power <laughs> this huge facility needs. Well, whatever its purpose is, this group didn't like it, so they start <laughs> tossing uh, Molotov cocktails. They just chuck them at this generator equipment thing, whatever it is. Which I really hope explains the lights. Yeah, that must be the reason, right? I, I mean, Fire. I, I hope. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I just assumed it would all turn off and stay off. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. That's that's it for this group. Uh Although later, WWE.com reported that the, the faction behind the attack is calling themselves Retribution. Retribution. So, retribution. Little is known, aside from the fact that they're causing chaos. Hmm. Do we think they may have also, uh, who poisoned Montez Ford? They could be involved in that. Or, you know, if it wasn't the Vega, it's got to be Retribution. If it wasn't the Vega Bonds. But uh, Seth Rollins comes out with Murphy and starts berating the commentary team. But Samoa Joe ain't having that. He just gets up and says, watch yourself, boy. 
or I'll slap your face. <laughs> I like that. I miss seeing Joe in the ring. It's been a while. Samoa Joe, well, Samoa Joe on commentary sometimes gives me the feeling that he forgets it's fake. <laughs> he's so Some good like even this whole segment, this whole this whole segment. As soon as he stands up, there's this look in his eyes where you're like, "Oh shit, this is right this out. is real to him." He takes off his jacket. He was ready to throw down. Ready to throw down. Uh, but Rollins and Murphy they grab some chairs. But then Dominic shows up and he's got the kendo stick again and starts beating the shit out of them with that thing and uh, takes Rollins down. Hits a six one nine. He's looking good. Samoa Joe's going nuts on comedy. It's a big splash too. Yeah, the big splash uh, sends those heels running off. And yeah, Samoa Joe, he was loving it. It's great. Yeah, yeah, no, he 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 really was loving it and it is it is official. It is official now. This it's official this, SummerSlam is this happening. This will be the SummerSlam. They've got a date. They've got a date. Sunday, August 20th. And and what a huge this is huge. This is your first match is at your first match. You didn't come through NXT. You didn't have a match on a takeover. You're you're not gonna have a match on Raw. Your first match is SummerSlam. Yeah, what's the ring gear gonna be? Oh my God, what's the ring gear gonna be? <laughs> Does he wear a? Is he gonna wear a mask? I don't know. So many questions. So many questions. Uh, but let's close out the show. Let's go back underground. We got Raw Underground and Dolph Ziggler's in there, showing off those great amateur championship wrestling skills. Uh, looking more like Nick Nemeth, but yeah, he just he just locks in a sleeper hold, gets a submission win, and then uh, the Hurt Business show up. So MVP says, "Raw Underground, you're now under new management. We controlling this. Let's do this." Uh, so Lashley gets in, and a bunch of fools step up, and he just destroys them quickly. So MVP says, "I want the next one," and he just fights this little guy and makes good work of him. So finally, Shelton he wants a turn, and he destroys some big man. So the Hurt Business looks dominant, and Shane just says, hey, man, come back anytime. You guys you guys are good. And that was it. That was Raw. That was Raw Underground. That was everything. That was Raw Underground. The show ended with the Hurt Business looking strong as hell. Looking strong, yeah. These guys are looking, looking dominant, especially if they're going to use this Underground thing as a, uh, as a way to fuel <laughs> their strength. How long do you think this underground? Oh my god, like two <laughs> weeks. No, <laughs> two weeks probably. Yeah. You know what? No, I don't. I don't have. Uh, I I I so don't know what to think because, like, you know, at, it's like at least it's different. Yeah, it's different. It's, they don't even have to do it every week. It can just be like every once in a while. Hey, like let's it's this super disconnected from reality. But yeah. Uh, other like than, some of it, it can work. The style, the presentation. Yeah, it's a change of pace. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, at least that. At least that's kind of fun. It's. Uh, yeah. I guess you got. They got to do it at least two more times. Yeah, at least. You know, and <laughs> then they can. Uh, then they can. Then they can make judgment on. Get rid of it, uh, <laughs> for good. But uh, more importantly, is do we? Is this? More, will we see more of a uh, Shane McMahon? Uh, well, if Raw Underground's going to be back for a couple more weeks, I feel like he's going to stay as the host. He's so. going to be the Raw Underground guy, you think? I guess so. Yeah. Why the heck not? Unless he gets beat up or something. Well, hopefully <laughs> he gets happen. beat up in Raw Underground. <laughs> 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 that was Monday Night Raw, though, and uh, and Raw. And so they're, they're going to be cutting back and forth. Or do you think they'll ever, like, third hour, boom, Underground, let's go? I don't think they could do a whole like hour of just underground. 
Yeah, that might be that might be a little too right. hard with commercial breaks and all that shit. Yeah, and even just like an hour of just those kind of wrestling. I don't. Know. That kind of fight, that kind of fighting style. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, it'll be a good time, and hopefully, they do it more than once. <laughs> uh, that was Monday Night Raw, though, and that was the first half of the wrestling week. Yeah, Mike, do you think we should take a little break now? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with Wednesday night trivia, rest of the week, all that stuff. So stick around. Back with part two here, folks. Hope you're excited about it. <laughs> why wouldn't you be? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't be. The second half of the show is oftentimes where, of course, uh, we, we 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 do have the Wednesday Night War. We do have trivia. But the second half of the show is oftentimes where we open up and just kind of r- ramble on for a couple minutes. Uh, usually this is the time where we cover all the non-professional wrestling things. Anything. An- Anything. Anecdotes. Uh, you know, observations. Yes. And some and sometimes <laughs> we don't always cover them. And but you can tune in next week and maybe you might get a little hint of some sports action maybe. Maybe something that's outside of the world of wrestling. Yes, we'll see. There's stuff going on every day now. Stuff going on every day and uh some people too scared to talk about it. Um <laughs> so let's just move right along with the show. Let's move on to our <laughs> trivia. Trivia. Hey, trivia. Because it's an easy game to play. It's just questions back and forth. Forth. Oh, my God. Mike, how many questions? How many questions? (laughs) Easy to play, not easy to say. How many questions do you have for me this week, Mike? I got four. Cool. Then I'm going to give you five. Wow. Well, well. Um, I'm going to kick it off, Mike. Uh, Don't have... I was I was a struggle to write trivia for you here this week. Um, however, luckily, when you type in Trivial Pursuit Quiz free in on Google, um, <laughs> there are some pre-made trivias here. So, Mike, first question of trivia. In what movie... Oh, sorry. This is like Trivial Pursuit, so it's, so it's all category. It's all categorical. This yeah. is an entertainment question. <laughs> okay. okay. So, Mike, um, in what movie does Robin Williams play the role of a divorced father posing as an elderly British nanny to spend more time with his children. Oh, of course, that's Mrs. Doubtfire. Let's click on it. Mrs. Doubtfire, correct! <laughs> Way to go! Uh, what, you don't know the answers ahead of time? Uh, well, I guess you click on the answer, then it says... Oh, um, okay. Ah. <laughs> okay, okay, how about you give me one now? All right, all right. I've got some uh, wrestling terms for you this week. Okay. You know, some lingo, you know, words that uh, mean uh, other things in real life, but in wrestling they can have a whole different meaning. Mm-hmm. Thing. Okay. You know, like job, heel, things like that. Things like that. Okay. Uh, so let's start off with the wrestling term, uh, juice. Juice? Yeah, just juice. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Um, I'm going to say juice means uh, 
like when the crowd is cheering you on and while you're uh, giving a promo. That's a good uh, a good effort, okay. but not what we're looking for. Okay, okay. Uh, juice. I've heard, I learned it from Mick Foley. Is just blood. You know, when oh, you get a lot of blood. That or, makes sense. That makes sense. Says, oh, yeah, leaking a lot of juice there, pal. Oh, are you so. juicing? No, I guess that may, that may have had another meaning. In, well, uh, juicing, in yeah, WWE. would be like steroids. But, <laughs> but in this case, blood. Blood. In this uh, case, blood. Yes. I, I read it in Mick Foley's autobiography. Oh, what do you know? Great read. Good read. Good read. Great read, read. you would say? Great read. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, Mike, I have a question for you, too. Question two for you. It's a science and nature question okay. where I'm going to give you four things to choose from. Uh, the question mm. is, which of the following metals is liquid at room temperature? We have mercury, magnesium, cobalt, and potassium. We're just going to have to go with mercury. We're going to have to go with mercury. That's the correct answer. Course, Way to go, Mike. Uh, do you have a hot tub or something? Uh, no, I just know a lot. You just know a lot, <laughs> apparently. No, I've, uh, Mercury is very cool. It's fun to look at. <laughs> I played a video game based on Mercury called Mercury, where you just move little blobs around puzzles and areas. So, oh. I'm well aware of Mercury. Oh, oh you know your Merc, baby. You <laughs> oh, know yeah. your Merc. All right, my next wrestling term. Can you tell me what a ring rat is? A ring rat? Oh my god, I don't want to say. Well, <laughs> in hockey, whatever you might. In hockey, it's just like I say. You, you know, might be thinking of a rink rat. That's what I'm thinking of a rink yeah, rat. Yeah, well, yeah. So I was thinking it'd yeah, be like they the, might be. I was they might be like the same kind of thing. Ring rat. They might be. What? Uh, oh, you know what? No, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Pull a 180 on this one. I'm going to say a ring rat is the name of the guys who build the ring. Ah, uh, I don't know. I think I think you should have stuck oh, with shit, your... Oh, shit, 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 um, shit. Uh, a, 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 a woman who uh, hangs around, like, you know, backs or hangs around outside of the performer's door... After a show to maybe, uh, you know, get a glimpse <laughs> of Macho Man. Yeah, basically. Basically, uh, yeah, a groupie. A groupie type of person. People hanging around looking for action. Things like that. Yeah. It's good <laughs> Not the builders. Why? The builders <laughs> of the ring. I was, yeah, I was kind of somewhere in the middle there. Okay, yeah. Mike. Oh yeah, the rink rat. You had the you had it with the rink rat. The rink, rink rat. rat. I'm sure, I'm the sure there thing. is a name that they do give to the people who make the ring. I'm sure they have their own little, <laughs> yeah. They have their own like little a, rules or something. Yeah. Okay, the right ring for monkeys. <laughs> right for your next question. It's an yes. it's an art and literature question. Okay. Uh, what influential novel that was adapted into a musical features protagonist Jean Valjean, who was imprisoned for stealing a piece of bread? Uh. So. Okay, let's go with Les Miserables. Les Miserables, <laughs> correct. Way to go. All right, all right, all right. All right, next wrestling term. Potato. 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 Um, 
a potato. Okay. Okay. No, that's an easy one. Um, I'm thinking, what am I thinking? Like a couch potato. That's someone who's like lazy, fat. So I, I'm going <laughs> to kind of take that same idea. And I'm going to say a potato is like a fat guy who does nothing in the ring. Like a fat jobber <laughs> is just like, if you know, if you're slow, you're slow, you're sluggish, you're bad. You're just, you're just a fucking potato out there. <laughs> Well, I like that, but it's not uh, not uh, a potato. Is just like a stiff strike, you know, like actually hitting your opponent, intentional or not. You potatoed the guy. Okay. Potato. So can you yeah. can John you... Cena is known for potatoes, throwing potatoes in the ring. Okay. Just a stiff punch where you actually hit the guy instead of the good worked punch. That's a good point. Um, yeah. And a sweet potato. It's a, term. <laughs> it's a real thing. Sweet uh, potato <laughs> is when they slap you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's a real thing. You can look all these up later if you'd like. <laughs> can I? Sure. Anyways, next trivial. Next trivial uh, question. One sec here. I'm skip. I'm skipping through a few because a few of these are way too easy. Okay. Um. Oh, here's one for you. Uh, so this is a science and nature question. I think I have two more here lined up for you. Okay. Science and nature. Uh, what kind of animal is the duck-billed platypus? Ah, uh, this one's a little tricky. It's I a little think. Tricky. What kind of animal? Because it kind of has a little bit of everything. <laughs> so, uh, what do I have to say? Like, are we looking for the the species, the genome? Like, I guess it's the species. Like a mammal, like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd accept that answer. So I can just say mammal. You could say mammal. I will say mammal. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could have been. It yes, could have been. Uh, it could have been something else. Could have been something else. Could have been, but I know it does not lay eggs. It's a fun fact. Oh really? So yeah, because that's that's the one I would go either way on. It's like I don't yeah. know. Maybe. Well, the, I know the duck bill makes you think. Hey, maybe it's ducking around there laying eggs, but nope. Okay, interesting. All right, my final wrestling term for this week. Can you tell me what a stooge is? A stooge. See, I would go the same, the same way with kind of like the potato. And it's I would usually think that, not. Uh, I would think like the it's, three. It's usually, you know, ta- it takes on its own meaning. Like that's what it is. Course, yeah. yeah, and so then it'd be so hard <laughs> to think about a stooge is not. Yeah, someone who's just out to lunch. Uh, I think a few weeks ago, Miz and Morrison used the term. When uh, they were messing with Braun's car and the security guy, they he told them where they were. And he was like, oh, they stooged me. He stooged us. He stooged if that, us. If that gives you a hint. Okay. So a stooge. It's a derogatory term. Well, I guess it always is. See, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say a stooge was somebody who got one over on you. Um, um, that might not be a good one. Uh, stooge. Yeah, this one's tough. I'm gonna say a stooge is. Fuck! I got nothing. I got nothing. Someone who. Uh. Someone who you beat, like someone who you beat, like very, like a lot, like. Ah, fuck. Yeah, I got nothing. I got. I honestly got nothing. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything uh, that's not somebody who's you're making fun of. 
Yeah. Well, a stooge is basically just like a snitch, a tattletale. Okay. You know, an ass kiss he's doing. So when that security guard, he snitched on them. He stooged them out. Things like that. A stooge. Okay. Interesting. Back in the day, Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, they were called the stooges. They were Vince's little lackeys. Okay. The stooges. Right. <laughs> Interesting. But anyways, that's just the thing. That's all I got. No, I've never heard that one before. That's all. Those are all your questions? That's all my questions. Okay, Mike, I got one more question for you right here. Um... Of course, we uh, we did have the 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 raw underground premiere. So, Mike, my question for you is: What are the official rules of Fight Club, as told Uh, in the film Fight Club, (laughs) starring Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, and Helena Bonham Carter? Yes. Uh, well, rule number one: don't talk about Fight Club. You're one for one. Rule number two: don't talk about Fight Club. Two for two. Uh, now this is where it starts to get trickier. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every single rule. Uh, uh, if it okay. helps, we're, Wait, if no, it no, helps, I, I we're know. looking for eight total. Eight. Eight. Oh boy. I know. Okay. So <laughs> I know. I know at least. Okay. Does it have to be in the correct order? Uh, order preferred, but if not, okay. I, you can just start listing off the rules. I'm going to hope this is the next. Okay, so we got the first two. Rule number three, uh, every uh, you must fight on your first night. Uh, that's actually rule number eight, but we'll give it to okay, you. Okay, that's the final rule. Yeah, okay. so you got rule number eight. And you must fight on your first night. Uh, what else we got? Uh, so you can't talk about it. You got to fight. Is there rules about the fighting? Yeah, there's uh, rules about like how the fights will sort of take place. Yeah, that's what I'm a little more groggy on. Um, uh, there's a rule on how the fight ends. Uh, fight must end by submission or knockout. <laughs> by no DQ. <laughs> uh, there's also a rule about the length of the fights. Uh, fights must last five minutes. <laughs> Thirty minute time limit. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'll get those rule ones. Well, so far, you're at so far you're at three of eight. Yeah. Uh yeah, like the length of the fight. The uh... there's a rule about how many people can fight. Ten fights a night. <laughs> not the no, no, not the amount of fights. The amount of people who can be in one fight. Oh, one on one only. Yeah, only two guys to a fight. That's rule number four. Yeah. Okay. Only two guys to a fight. No weapons. That's not a rule, but uh, there is a couple. It's no. Um, similar rules. I think Tyler Durden just kind of walked into a McDonald's and stole this one. Uh, you know, it was like he was walking in and oh yeah, right, right uh, as he was pushing on. You can't on, wrestle with shirt or shoes on. No shirt, no shoes. Yeah, that's rule, <laughs> no that's rule number six. Okay. How many are we missing now? Uh, you have you're miss, you have three more. Uh, no biting, no scratching? No, surprisingly, uh, <laughs> I think you're allowed to bite and scratch in Fight Club. Okay. It's not, it's not, one, it's not on the uh, rules. No 
uh, you can kick in the balls too then can't i you? guess so yeah yeah it's anything uh, i don't know i don't know what these last three uh, yeah they're t- they're tough i know you'd only know like fragments of the words too so of course mike you got the first rule of fight club you do not talk about fight club of course you got the second rule of fight club you do not talk about fight club third rule of fight club somebody yells stop goes limp or taps out the fight is over yeah fourth rule as you got only two guys to a fight fifth rule only one time only one fight at a time fellas <laughs> sixth rule no shirt no shoes seventh rule fights will go on as long as they have to and the eighth and final rule which you did get right off the bat if this is your first night at fight club you have to fight oh yeah no getting around it no getting around it uh and that was uh that was those are the eight rules of fight club and that was our trivia yeah a great film another great week you know i was reading the rules of fight club and thought to myself i'd like to rewatch that movie yeah it's been uh probably been a long 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 time yeah no it's a great a great film i've probably seen it three or four times great film i dare i say oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, let's move on, Mike, because uh, <clears throat> you know, just because just because our trivia is over, or just because we had this little break in professional wrestling action, doesn't actually mean that professional wrestling is is taking a break by any means. Never. No, it keeps rolling on because as the week continues to progress, we eventually do get to Wednesday, uh, which means that it's time for war. And let's dynamite. <laughs> Or NXT, what do you want to go to? Dynamite. <laughs> Let's kick <laughs> off our Wednesday Night War uh, with AEW Dynamite this week. AEW, all elite, they coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. All right. Then uh, you know what? Before even starting Dynamite, because I don't even know if you were aware this happened, but they started the Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament. On its own? Oh, it's happening. It's happening on, it's already uh, started. on, the, on the YouTube. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Nightmare Sisters, they beat Penelope Ford and Mel to move on. Who are the uh, who are the Nightmare Sisters? Brandy and Allie. They kind of rigged the draw backstage. <laughs> oh, like, Brand- oh, they rigged it on dark so they could get picked together? Like, Brandy grabs the red, and then she gets interviewed, and then Allie, like, peeks in and is like, oh, my God, I got it, too. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. So they rigged, they won. Poor Penelope Ford has to team with Mel, and she lost. (laughs) So Penelope's out. Wait, is Uh, Mel the woman who shaved her hair? Yeah, the bald. Oh, how's how's her hair looking? She's still bald, so I guess they kept shaving it. Oh, okay, so she's been kept shaving it. Okay, I get it. Yeah, maybe she was already committed to it. I guess so, apparently. Before. Uh, and then they had one other match. Nyla Rose uh, drew the color purple along with Ariana Andrew, the girl who's back. Right, the woman who told who told me that she was back, although back. I didn't know who she left or who she was or where she was going. Yeah, so those two took on Anna Jay and Tay Conti. And uh, yeah, if you remember, Anna Jay a few weeks ago left with the Dark Order and she was with them all here. So, okay, did she still have her uh, fun, her fun get, her fun get up on, her fun Broadway? Uh, she was a, or whatever that is, you know, it was like a suit. Not, it was like a suit. Yeah, I don't think it was quite that. But, um, anyways, Ariana, she was back. She looked okay, but uh, they didn't get the win. Anna Jay hit the blockbuster, so they move on. Anna Jay, um, dark hair, right? I think so. Okay, no, no, because uh, <laughs> I think she's no. On, on <clears throat> when we saw the Dark Order this week, I swear I saw a woman with them. So 
So that was probably Anna J. No, but she had blonde hair, so I was I was Then uh, maybe it was Tay Conte. I don't know. <laughs> Tay Conte. She is blonde. Tay is blonde, so maybe that she's luring her in. That'd be fun. But uh anyways, just wanted to cover that because I don't think they even mentioned it on Dynamite. I don't shit. You might be right. They you might be right. Or if it was, uh it was kinda like a very flash in the pan. You think they would uh you know, sort I of I thought this was gonna be on Dynamite. Yeah, well you think you they would sort of use some T V time maybe and even just kind of show the highlights or something to that effect. Yeah, just mention it, but Anyways, on to the dynamite. They just kick off. Uh, everyone's in the ring. Elite and FTR taking on Dark Order. What was it? Six on six? I can't remember. Yeah, how 12, 12 total. 12 men. 12 men. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to go through all the Dark Orders because we don't know half of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the baby faces, they're doing well. FTR hits some double team maneuver, and uh, but Dax lands and he tweaks his knee. And so he has to get help to the back. So Hangman and Wheeler, they take him out. Uh, so Dark Order take advantage of the the extra numbers, but Matt Jackson he starts running wild until Hangman comes running back out, gets the hot tag. He goes wild, and the Elite join him. the The four men surround Brody Lee. They look like they got him cornered. Hangman goes for the Buckshot Lariat, but then the Dark Orders just simultaneously pull the Omega and the Bucks out of the ring. Brody Lee hits his big discus Lariat, gets a three count for the Dark Order. There was a there was a lot happening. <laughs> There yeah, is a lot of so chaos much in happening there. in this match. People leaving, coming back, and uh, yeah, Dark Order. Dark Order though gets a big win. But a big and not only a big win, like a a very needed win. Yeah, Colt Cabana. He's been doing well since he joined up. Yeah, and uh, getting the wins. That he and did. and I was just thinking, Mike. Sorry, I, I my mind was still latched on to when you said, uh, "I'm not going to name all the Dark Order." Well, I'm pretty sure it was. It's just. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm, I do not mean to halt you. It's just. Well, go ahead. Colt Cabana, Brody Lee, Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, five, and then it's the the only other guy. I don't know whoever was the other guy. Was it ten or nine? Oh my God! Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they just have numbers. <laughs> Yeah, I know Reynolds and Silver. Oh yeah, classic Reynolds and Silver. Also, where do we know what number Colt Cabana is? I don't know if he's gotten one yet. So he's not even in the ranking system. They need to all officially just yeah have the numbers labeled so we can get. Yeah, so beside the weekly AEW power rankings, we need Dark Order rankings, and it's just Brody Lee's obviously the number one. Yeah. And then Uno and Stu got to be two and three. See, I hope they're three and four. You know, I hope there's a two already. Ah, like, that we don't know like about. Like, that would be pretty cool. That'd be cool, yeah. Okay. But we do need That's some, what we need to know. Let's have a question <laughs> mark there. We need a so little clarification. Maybe we can uh, at Tony Khan or at somebody. Yeah. And they'll... Get the uh, Dark Order rank. Like, hey, guys, love the show. What's the actual Dark Order ranking? <laughs> Keep it up. Shoot, brothers. Yeah, I would love to. Um, uh, the, uh, the distrust between uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page. Also... Who was on commentary this week? It wasn't Excalibur. No, he's he was gone last was week it, as well. I think it was There's... Taz. Might have been on Taz, Tony, and Jr. Ta- yeah, Taz calls Adam. He calls him Hangman, not Hangman. 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 He, uh, so he said Hangman Page, and uh, <laughs> once you if you hear it once, you hear it every single time. Every single yeah. time he said it, it's kind of like weird shivers up my spine, like Hangman. It's Ugh. like Vince McMahon. He says. Instead of mirror, he says mira. Mira. He says, you can look yourself in the mirror. <laughs> he refuses to say. He also seems like the type it's of. It's the only one he says with like that accent, I think. He also oh. seems like the type of person to say February. 
Yeah. Or like library. <laughs> uh, more tag team action, though. The best friends taking on Santana and Ortiz. And they, you know, they have a fun little match. Both teams trying to stay in those top five rankings. Uh, Santana and Ortiz go for the street sweeper, but Trent rolls through, holds on for the three count, gets the pin. I've realized it's been a while since Santana and Ortiz have had a tag match of their own. That what yeah, that wasn't a four man or a five man or a three or sorry like a you know six person like you know that wasn't them being part of something a little bit bigger or yeah, sorry, a little bit and smaller I feel like, yeah and they never call themselves pride and powerful anymore yeah they never do is it last. was it still is it did they do that this week I don't know yeah. I don't know if they just dropped that name didn't uh, they never used it that much right you know um right right prior to the match though I think we did get to see that uh. Chuck, uh, the best friends rolling up in Chuck Taylor's mom's van. Yeah, Sue, Sue. Uh, wait, or was it no? Mom? It's Trent's mom's van, but yeah, Chuck Taylor was driving it, which is like oh, a she whole. She trusts him. Which is yeah, that's like another level of best something friends. funny, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've driven uh, Sam's mom's car before. Exactly, exactly. It really <laughs> just adds to the trust that exists between not only friends but then friends and their families. Yeah, uh, but then we go. MJF gives us a little tour. He's got his whole campaign office set up, and uh, yeah, just berates his workers. He's campaigning for that title, and he's getting that shot at All Out. He is. Was this where we were in his uh, campaign headquarters? Yeah, his little HQ, and he was just—I uh, don't know—he had people busy working, and he was just yelling at them. Yep, and there was a, there was like a graphic on the television behind him. That was supposed to be. It was like it was. It was a mock poll, which read <laughs> like showing. champion after like at all out a hundred percent. Yeah. MJF. <laughs> well, we'll get. We'll see how that match goes. Yeah. But. He has he. Uh, did he challenge for this belt when Chris Jericho had it? Like MJF. Yeah, like no, a one off. No, so. no. Okay, so this will. He's never been pinned or submitted. This w- in singles competition. This will be his biggest match to date. Yes. Oh, yeah. And he's cutting those promos. He's doing good. Oh, yeah, that, he's that. he's on fire. Every single one he gives is better than the last. <laughs> uh, but Matt Hardy comes out next. He's cutting his own promo and uh, puts over his buddies in the private party and talks about his feud with Sammy Guevara until Sammy himself just shows up from behind and they start brawling... Uh, Hardy smashes Sammy through the little ring announcer's table, and then he sets up a regular table, but Sammy smashes him into the ring post, sets him up onto the table, and then the worst part of all, when Sammy just fucking chucks a chair right at Matt's face, which busts him open right away, bleeding big time from the head there. Right at his face. Yeah, that was just, he didn't, uh, I don't think he thought that one through fully, but uh, he wasn't done there, then he climbs up the stage, uh, goes running, jumps off the ramp, hits a big 450 splash onto Matt through the table, and Matt's just dripping in a pool of blood. <laughs> um, yeah, this has been a short-lived thing, but uh, I'm really looking forward to see... I mean, I'm looking forward yeah, to was, All Out for so many reasons. Yeah, but this now this made it a blood feud now. This is vicious. Yeah, and it was nice to hear... They might have to add a gimmick to this match. And it was nice to hear uh, Hardy say those things before that... You know, he wants to help out the younger talent. He wants to help bring guys up. Yeah. 
It was just, yeah, it was, and that's exactly what this match will probably accomplish. <laughs> it, it will certainly accomplish that. You know, Sammy Guevara, a guy who I feel never wins. Yeah, he's kind of like Darby Allen. He's kind of a he's a Darby <laughs> Allen type. Um, or even in that Stadium Stampede, I think he was the one who took the big one winged angel off that bump. thing, the big bump. Yeah, he's always taking the big bumps, uh, performing at a hundred and ten percent, but never shining. <laughs> Well, this could be his big win, his big moment. It really could be. Uh, and I saw some aftermath of just Matt getting stitched up, and yeah, that was a that was a hard way busted open. Oh, really? Like a big golf ball on his head and Jesus. twelve stitches. Jesus Christ, Matt! <laughs> so that was a nasty gash. He's got kids. I heard. He does. I heard someone gave Sammy a bit of an earful backstage. Saying, right. Hey, man, you went a little too far. Who got a little too hyped up? I don't know who. No names were named. Okay. Does AC Dirt know who? AC, well, he will see. <laughs> but uh, we got some more chaos as we go to the parking lot. And Santana and Ortiz just start smashing up uh, poor Sue's mom. Yeah, Trent's, Trent's mom's, mom's van. Sue. Sue. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're smashing out the windows. They're fucking spray painting bad things on it. I think they also Everything. just spray paint uh, her name. I think on, on the yeah. hood, <laughs> but she wouldn't like that. She wouldn't. It's, it was uh, a nice white Honda Odyssey. Yeah, so they fucked up the minivan. Also, uh, also Jr. Jr. prefaced it with saying like, um, <clears throat> "Oh, dri- driving Sue's van, driving Sue's van today." Uh, <laughs> Sue said, "Trent, be sure to park it in a safe place." So they're pulling up <laughs> here, right beside Daly's place. <laughs> yeah, was, they parked in the one spot where everyone fucking can see it. Where not only everyone could see it, didn't we just have problems with uh, FTR's truck like coming in yeah, the exact same the butcher ramp? and blade? This is yeah. the piece. This is the performance center parking lot all over again. Should have known better, but should have uh, known better. I think later on the best friends find the car and challenge them to a match or something. Challenge something. them to a match. Who is who is second in line to these tag belts right now? I, I don't I don't often look at the uh, rankings. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to find out soon though for All Out. Yeah, coming up in a I guess three in a weeks, four weeks, something like September that. September fifth, they kept saying. Uh, yeah, so that must be the Labor Day weekend or something. 30 days away. 30 short, hot days <laughs> from uh, All Out. I don't know. Yeah, that because uh, sooner or later, you know, that Hangman Kenny Omega, they're going to have to implode. They're 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 leading straight to imploding. Implode. You know who it could be? Uh, maybe Brody Lee, Cole Cabana go after those tag titles. Ooh, they are the two dominant members of Dark World. Jesus Christ, that would be coming out of nowhere. Nah, but uh, speaking of Dark Order, we got Reynolds and Silver taking on Matt Cardona and Cody. And uh, Cardona, he gets a huge pyro display for his entrance. Maybe the first time he's ever had pyro. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, anyways, him and Cody, they work well together. Matt hits a couple cool moves. Big double underhook powerbomb. Uh, but Dark Order tries to have a comeback, but then Cardona hits... The Rough Rider, which is now the Radio Silence, is uh, I guess. Is that is that was that is that the finisher? It kind of looks like it's like it's like a sling blade with your legs. Yeah, he jumps up and then kind of catches him. Okay, yeah, that's a cool that's a cool looking uh, (laughs) it's cool looking move. Yeah, you know, not any. I don't think anyone else does it. So what did they what Radio Silence? What did they call it now? Radio Silence. Yeah, I think it's referencing his WWE theme song. Oh, okay. Like a, which like was a which was by a band called Radio Silence. 
No, it just started with all radio. Oh, okay. And then it went into its own thing. <laughs> Anyways, he gets the win. Uh, him and Cody on their way back to the ring. Scorpio Sky comes out and just kind of pats the TNT title. So it seems like he's offering a challenge. And Cody nods. So there's your match, Cody Scorpio. We haven't seen Next. SCU forever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. To but them. Uh, but Scorpio Sky, you know the 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 the, the more highlight worthy performer from SCU yeah. had the great match with Chris Jericho. The young, youthful. I don't think we've ever seen Scorpio Sky Cody before. No, not that I can remember. Nothing that comes so to mind. No, so I'm sure that'll just be another banger of a match. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it will be. So maybe that'll be the champion. I guess he didn't have Cody didn't. No title was on the line this week for Cody. No, so I guess this yeah. is, it's not every single week, but he's pretty consistent with his. He has been pretty defense. consistent, so I guess uh, probably next week he'll be back with his open challenge to well, Scorpio. Maybe to Scorpio. Week, Scorpio. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, but it's time. Let's get to it. The AEW Super Debate 2020 between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. But we've got a special guest moderator as well. A special guest moderator. They've been hyping him up all show. They've been hyping him up. It's a big secret. And uh, Eric Bischoff, appearing on the TNT Network for the first time in 20 years, his old home. He's here, and he just comes out, sits down at the moderator's table right at center stage there. And we've got two podiums in the ring for Jericho and Cassidy. So let's just get right to it. First question is... Why do Jericho and Orange Cassidy hate each other so much? And Jericho answers first. You know, he's all dressed up. He's got a nice fancy suit. Orange Cassidy just pulls out a clip-on tie, puts it on a little t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, no, that got me. I'm laughing. Was I was laughing this whole time, by the way. Yeah. No, it was I'm great. Jericho's selling it. Time. He's insulting Cassidy. He said, you're a joke, a ginger jackass. Orange Cassidy's turn to respond. He just says nothing. And then Jericho's like, Eric, he doesn't talk. He's an idiot. So, question two. Who's the better wrestler and the bigger star? So, Jericho gives his cocky answer. I've held over 50 titles around the world. You're a nerd. I'd pick on you in high school. We go back to Orange Cassidy, and he just continues standing there looking cool. So, question three. Global sea levels (laughs) have been rising over the past century, and the rate has increased in recent decades. What are your thoughts on this very serious global situation? So Jericho just says, what the hell are you talking about? Next question. But this is where Orange Crassidy grabs the mic. And he just clears his throat into it. And then lays some science onto us. Says, sea levels continue to rise at about the rate of one-eighth of an inch per year. A higher sea level enables storm surges to push further inland and therefore increase the extremely dangerous flooding in coastal communities. Failure, failure to minimize our fossil fuel use and reduction of carbon emissions can be devastating to the estimated 40% of the population of the United States that live in these coastal communities and globally eight of the world's ten largest cities. Thank you. And that was his... The crowd goes crowd nuts. The goes crowd pops. wild. Jericho's mouth is just hanging wide open. And Bischoff is just like, wow, we think we have us a debate. And it was a great... <laughs> The first moment Orange Cassidy speaks. First time anyone's ever heard him speak. Knocks it out of the park with a very profound answer. and Yeah, it was great. So let's continue. Next question. Why is Orange Cassidy so popular? And Jericho, you know, he's the epitome of what's wrong in pro wrestling. All the smart marks, lazy idiots, pimple on the ass of the wrestling business. 
And next week, I'm going to pop you. I'll beat you again. And when I do, you're going to have to give me $7,000 to replace the jacket you ruined with your juice. So once again, Orange Cassidy has no response. But Final question. Why does this rematch mean so much to the both of you? Jericho goes to answer, but Orange, Key Orange Cassidy cuts him off and just says, Hey, Chris, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I know what you're doing. You scheduled a debate against a guy who doesn't talk, trying to embarrass me, but I'm not. I don't care. I do care about the match next week. Biggest match of my life. The biggest match of your life. Because if you lose to the guy that puts his hands in his pockets, what are you going to do? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he takes off his sunglasses just to get a bit more serious and says, look at me. Look at the man that's going to embarrass you and beat you next week. And then, uh, yeah, Eric Bischoff has no choice but to declare Orange Cassidy the winner of the debate. So Jericho's pissed. Orange Cassidy gives his thumbs up and uh, Jericho orders Hager to beat Orange Cassidy around the ring and just, uh, yeah, they end up putting his hands into his own pocket so Jericho can hit an unprotected Judas effect. Lay him out cold. What a promo. Yeah, what a great, what a great a, debate. What a, yeah, what a promo from Orange Cassidy. Uh, I, I gotta be top five most popular professional wrestlers on the planet. Oh yeah, like it's pure, undeniably. When he rest, he doesn't wrestle much, but when he does, it's amazing. And now we've just learned he doesn't talk much, but when he does, <laughs> he's extremely competent at it. Yeah, I mean, we were all worried that he was gonna suck, or maybe no. maybe he would have like a really hot, like a like a bad sounding <laughs> voice. Even though not even what he had to say, maybe it was like be very high pitched or very. Yeah. You know, have a certain timbre to it, but no, that was not the case. He speaks normally, just kind of like everybody else. Um, <laughs> yeah, Orange Cassidy, dude. Yeah, it was awesome. Jericho just literally jaw dropped. At how jaw dropped in that. I love the. I love too the split angles we got. So we would see. We got both screens. Yeah, we got yeah, the, the split screen. At the same time. Left on the right. They even had the Canadian flag on the left side. American on yeah. the right. <laughs> it was great. This whole feud, uh, Jericho's. Jericho's awesome. He's putting over this young guy, and he hasn't even won yet. But he's already getting over Jericho. Orange Cassidy. Yeah, it'll be great uh, if this. Will this the match next week will be their second match? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Because I guess we still, you know, if we're looking for then, a, whatever happens there, could lead to the could big, lead to an all out all out uh, performance. <laughs> yeah, both of right? them need to be on that card one way or another. So, and that'll be that'll be Orange Cassidy's first pay per view since uh, he took on Pac. Pac. Yeah. Uh, when was that? Double or nothing. The uh, first double or nothing. No, full gear. I can't remember anymore. Oh God. It's been a while. It's been a while. But, uh, Tony Schiavone is up next interviewing Britt Baker and she's got her Michael Jordan jersey on. She's she's living that now. I'm sure you can buy it at AEWshop.com. The <laughs> yeah. Britt Baker Michael Jordan uh, <clears throat> jersey. Crossover. Yeah. But anyways, Britt says uh, she gets to choose her opponent for Big Swall and she chooses Reba. So Reba kind of doesn't want to, but she has to. She gets in the ring and takes on Swall who... Uh, Swall's in control early on, but she gets distracted yelling at Baker, so Reba nails her from behind, and she starts hitting a couple moves. She's kind of in disbelief at herself as she does it, but yeah, good for her. Uh, but she gained a little too much confidence. She goes up to the top rope, uh, but gets a little shaky, so she goes back down to the second rope and launches into a moonsault, but Swall avoids, 
hits a big spinning elbow called the Dirty Dancing and gets the win. And the right to face Britt Baker at All Out, I think. Oh, okay. Just the ability to do so. Yeah, she had to go through someone else first. See, Reba, Rebel. It was weird. It was Reba. Reba. We're calling her Reba. We're calling. She was acting as though, like, it felt as though she's acting like she didn't know what she was doing. Yeah, but she does. But she does. And Taz kept telling us she knows what she's doing, but then she was acting like she didn't, and I didn't know who to believe. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, should I believe her? Because I, I I wanted to believe Reba because she was, was act- acting like she didn't know what she was doing. So it was convincing for her. And you. I was like, oh, I'm convinced that you don't yeah. know what you're doing. What about when she hit that moonsault? Well, the uh, beginner's luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I like it, though. I like this uh, this Reba, the the. The reluctant competitor. Yeah, who's up, you know, who maybe somehow, you know, if there's a chance you get the, you get the win, but you didn't even know what you were doing, you know, kind of like yeah. that thing, like the other two people or like they smack their head <laughs> and then you're just, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> uh, but let's go to the main event. We got a world title match here. John Moxley taking on little John Moxley, Darby <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Big John, little John. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, I think at one point in the MJF office, he calls Darby Allen like a 125-pound emo kid. Uh, yeah. Got, so. got a good laugh out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Darby's not laughing. He comes out. With this new uh, tattoo, kind of... by the way. I don't think I noticed ta- this. Which one? Last week. Uh, it's his whole arm. It looks like a skeleton. Uh, I think he had it, but I think he's added to it or like gotten it more. Okay, he's gotten it, but it, like maybe he had it started. It's like or something. the whole thing now. Yeah, the whole arm and it, hand. It's as if his skin. It's as if his skin isn't there. Yeah, he's just bones. Like, he that would be it. he would be huge bones. If he ever did his face, do you think he would do that? No, that <laughs> no, that had no. That has a lot of implications. I know. Tattooing your tattoo tattoos above the t-shirt line. You know. Well, as a wrestler, I think you can get away with neck tattoos. Maybe. Yeah. Well, just ask Cody. (laughs) Yes, but uh, Darby comes out wearing a mask. It's just kind of a paper cutout of Moxley. Of Mox, man. Yeah, that was a good one. Mox doesn't like it. He gives him a hard shot right off the bat, punches him in the mouth. Potato? Busts him open. That was a potato. There you go. He gives him a potato? (laughs) He gave him a potato and it caused him to bleed from the mouth. Uh, So then they just go on. They have a nice brawler match. Darby's getting launched all over the place, off the stage, into those dangerous square-shaped ring posts. Those things are dangerous. Yeah, seriously. Uh, But he recovers. He starts hitting some of his high-flying moves. Uh, They get back in the ring. When Wardlow comes strolling down, he distracts the ref. MJF comes running in, grabs the belt, uh, nails Moxley in the head with the title belt. And then Darby comes in, climbs the top rope, hits the coffin drop. But Moxley kicks out at 2.9. Yeah, well, that that was close. That was a little asked. too close. I thought maybe. I thought maybe. maybe. They're going <laughs> to do something crazy here. I also but thought maybe. That was a big one. Mox is busted open, though, from that title shot. Darby goes for another coffin drop. But this time, Moxley catches him in a sleeper hold. And uh, Darby survives that, though. So Mox, he hits a big uh, gotch-style pile driver. But Darby kicks out of that as well. So Mox, he's kind of reluctant, but he has to do it. Pulls out the big finisher. The paradigm shift lands him right on his head. Gets the win. Retains the title. 
in, in an infinitely better match than their first one. Yeah, I barely, I don't remember much about Do, their first. Yeah, it, I, there's nothing. There's nothing to remember. You know, apparently the uh, <laughs> the relentless challenger is is always going to be a hero just for everyone. Yeah, good match. Uh, afterwards, he's kind of, I don't know. Lee was looking after his buddy Darby. He didn't want him to be, as he was bleeding. No, there. He, well, he's looking after him because I think John Moxley respects. Yeah, something like that. He's but at the same like time, Moxley crazy. knows, like, hey, man, like, you have to work your way. You yeah. know, Moxley has worked his whole life to get to this point. You know, Darby Allen, you're just, you know, you you need to work this hard. Yeah, you're not gonna like this. He almost got him. So, did MJF steal the title? I guess it was just that ringside. He just left it ringside. I, okay, I, I don't remember if uh, I couldn't remember if you know he ran away with it like a little chump like what uh no that's what brody lee did that's what brody lee did right yeah. and mvp i guess <laughs> yeah it's been done before <laughs> it's been done before um but yeah and then i think that was the end of the show the show faded to black as it were the saew dynamite aew dynamite fade to black next up ncis um <laughs> we're not watching ncis this is not an ncis podcast though um no this is a podcast about professional wrestling because it was wednesday night we just finished our tnt aew dynamite and we're gonna go back in time a couple hours flip stations over to the usa network and check out some nx NXT. But, um, what does it mean? But, um, I don't know, but, but it's but, good but, wrestling. But, but, so NXT. But, um, watch and see. But, um, gotta tap out a count out but, um, of one, two, three. Boom, boom, boom. So NXT. Here it is. Um, with a lot of great action on the slate. Yeah. Start off with some women's action. Rhea Ripley taking on Dakota Kai in a number one contenders match that woman's title and bleach bleach blonde uh, hair Rhea Ripley did I did blonde, I miss yeah, this did, did this happen and I missed it uh I think she had it just backstage last week oh, okay right first time wrestling is the big bad bleach blonde <laughs> uh anyways she's here she's uh in control but Dakota Kai she comes back hits a big DDT for a near fall and uh yeah they fight into the corner Kai gets pushed down and when the ref goes to check on her Mercedes Martinez comes flying in with a big boot to Rhea, which allows Dakota to follow up with the GTK, and she gets the win and the title shot. So, big opportunity for Dakota here. The uh, GTK, I like that. What does it stand for? Does it stand for anything? Go to kick. Go to kick. Go to? Go to kick. Oh, okay. No, I like that. It's weird. It's because it's the go to sleep, but she does it differently. Oh, kick that's a good of, point. That's a good point. So it's kind of a weird sounding move, but... It is a weird sounding kick. one, but uh, <laughs> this was this was a great opening match that g got a lot of time. In fact, yeah, I think, I I think like it, it went through a full commercial break, um, and Dakota Kai, you know, number one contender for this championship. We, we've seen Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai countless times, it feels. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with Kai. Kai and Shirai. Kai and Shirai, and... Uh, Ripley Martinez is a great way to get Mercedes Martinez up, you know, to build her yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, because after the match, she attacks Ripley further, busts her nose open. She's bleeding from the from the schnoz there. But it, but I guess it would appear that uh, Rhea Ripley is staying in NXT for the next little while at least. 
yeah, it seems like it. Mm -hmm. And then later on, they ask Stone why they did it, why Martinez did it. And she just says, uh, the Robert Stone brand's not done with Rhea Ripley. So Maybe a, a new recruit? A new recruit. Oh, a loser must join Robert Stone match. <laughs> I like that one. Robert Stone on a pole match? Yeah. Uh, but Bronson Reed's taking on Shane Thorne. Here, uh, Thorne gets a little bit of offense, but Bronson just continues to pick up the momentum he's on as he hits his tsunami, is what they're calling it now, his big splash. The tsunami from the thick boy. I do like that uh, he's... Yeah, they did say thick boy, Yeah, he, it was on his graphic behind him. Oh, okay, yeah. T-H-I-C-C-B-O-I, the thick boy. I like that. You know, he could be a potential huge talent. He's already going to be in that North American championship match uh he was the first first in first in you uh, know so now he just has a few weeks to really harness whatever he's got going for him yeah so let him pick up a couple wins like this yeah see how it goes exactly but then we go to the parking lot so you know this can't be good oh my god as uh Breezango just get attacked by escobar and his cartel and uh, they abduct fundango in the back of the van so they drive off with him or at least they do for a bit. <laughs> but anyways, we got one of those qualifier matches for the North American title. Uh, Damian Priest taking on One Lorcan and Ridge Holland. Fresh from NXT UK, I think. Oh, okay. Is that who that was? I was thinking, okay, for some reason, I thought it was the, uh, who was the guy who had the 24-7 title for like a long time? Uh, Riddick Moss. Oh, okay, that's who I was thinking. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah. No, not him, but uh, <laughs> he's a guy. He was all right. This was another fun little triple threat match. Uh, yeah, Holland and Lorcan just doing the big slugging and Priest jumping in because he's lanky. He's got that high-flying lanky. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, uh, eventually, Priest, he hits that reckoning on Lorcan and gets the win. So Priest is in the ladder match. I know. I didn't want. Why did it have to? Why, why couldn't Ridge Holland have taken this? Taken this pin? Well, um, why, why Oni Lorcan? What did Oni Lorcan ever do? Uh, well, well, there are, there may be some implications later for this ladder match that we'll. Sure as hell hope so. <laughs> but we got Keith Lee taking on your man Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Slimy Grimy. He's coming out. He slimes his way down to the ring, leaving this big trail of goo. Uh, <laughs> and he's got his hat and his vest. Uh, he was doing all right, but he's not going to beat Keith Lee. Uh, Keith Lee hits the big spirit bomb, and that finishes the match. But afterwards, Karrion Cross shows up on the screen just to taunt Lee some more. So we'll get there. I guess that's a TakeOver 30 match. That'll probably be the, uh, what, the uh, Cross, Cross, Keith Lee? Oh, yeah, it's a hundred percent what it'll be. Yeah, so that's uh, that's them for that. Yeah, that's that for them. I I, I like. Uh, yeah, I'm still on the grimy train. Uh, it's nice to see. Nice to see my boy get a long match. Yeah, against the champ against here. The champion, you know, exactly. Always... Uh, but then we go to William Regal. He's giving us some news from his iPad because uh, <laughs> apparently, unfortunately, Dexter Loomis. Injured his ankle last week in that match where he got the victory. So uh, this is legit. He won't be able to compete in that ladder match for the North American title. What happened, Dexter? 
I don't know. He must have rolled the ankle at some point or something. But uh, so backstage, Gargano and Finn Balor both been complaining that, you know, they weren't even the ones pinned or submitted in their match. So along with them, whoever else is in that same situation from the other triple threats, they're all going to fight at the end uh, to replace the final two spots. Thank God. So Oni Larkin can still make it in? Um, No. Unless he got pinned. Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland. Damn it. it. Cameron Grimes can still make it in, I think. I think he fights next week. Yeah. No, oh. I think he's going to make it in anyways. Yeah, he should make oh. it in. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. There's even... Uh, yeah, we'll find out. Uh, then we Escobar comes back and the gang. What do they call it? Like Delegata de Fantasma or something? Something like that. But I'm down to call them the cartel. The cartel is easy. Yeah. So the cartel comes out and they got Fandango. He's all beat up. And then they're just talking more about bringing back the Lucha Libre culture. So Tyler Breeze comes out, tries to save him, but he gets laid out as well. So Well, I mean, and, and to uh, um, Escobar's point, you know, his main point was like, hey, Breezango, y'all come out and like kind of appropriate our culture. <laughs> that was kind of his point. And did they do a lucha gimmick? I they don't did, the lucha and gimmick. that was part of that was that was part of the promo. He yeah, two weeks ago, you came out dressed, you know, dressed up and dancing around like, you know, like like our like like a member of our culture, you know. And as a Canadian, I felt a similar offense when I saw him uh, dressed up like a Mountie. I said, "Hey, so that's our thing." Do you think it's offensive for Sami Zayn to be El Generico back when he no, was? No, he had a mask on. It's totally different. Aww. it's totally <laughs> different uh but 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 uh i thought that makes it worse that's more of lucha culture but escobar is at least making his point uh yeah, i get the don't point. fuck it's, with us yeah we're the cartel we're dangerous we're above the law exactly we'll cut off your arm throw it in the river and he did uh <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say he did warn uh isaiah swerve scott that um if you know, keep talking, keep talking about this cruiserweight championship, and then guess what, bud? You're next. Yeah, Drake Mavericks disappeared, so they can make people disappear. They can make people. Did they steal him? Is that how that one ended? Uh, I think they just beat him up, and he's been out for. A oh, little poor bit. guy. We got yeah. he got his job back, and now he's. At least he's getting paid. I, got, I mean, hopefully. <laughs> uh, we got some more women's action. Tegan Knox taking on Indy Hartwell. So, you know what this is. Just a nice, easy win for Knox after hitting that shiniest wizard. The shiniest wizard. Um, what's her thing now? Who, Tegan? Yeah. I don't think she really has a thing at the moment. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and then I guess we find out next week there will be a qualifier match. Cameron Grimes, your boy, yes. taking on Kushida and a mystery opponent. Kushida! And a mystery opponent. I know that's that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a threefer. Not only do I got Grimy Boy, we got Kushida and a and a mystery opponent. Yeah, who could that be? I, that's part of the mystery, I think. Because <laughs> so far they've been keeping it all to like newer kind of guys, guys that haven't already had their shot. Hmm. So someone like Tommaso Ciampa, I don't think would be. No. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it feels like there's like this new crop of NXT right now that they're really building up and we we didn't see Johnny Gargano on the show or Tommaso Ciampa or a couple of those other guys or Finn Balor we haven't seen in a couple of weeks it feels yeah so who knows always fun to have a good mystery of course 
But let's go main event. Tag team title match. Imperium taking on Undisputed Eras. Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. And uh, we got a guest. Pat McAfee's on. Oh, the he's been he's been a guest. Here. He was a guest for the whole like second half of the show. He's been out here. Okay, I didn't know where he came in, but it wasn't the whole show. Um, yeah, I think it was, was uh, somewhere around um, after Grimes. But uh, he after he did Grimey? the Tegan Knox match. I know that for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But he's out. He's uh, out here with Tom Phillips. Uh, hey, Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. <laughs> hey. Maybe that's maybe that just means McAfee was doing a good job. I didn't notice him right away. It, well, I guess yeah, in. yeah, you wouldn't know. Uh, but yeah, good tag team action here. Uh, but in the middle of it all, Adam Cole just walks over to the commentary table and starts getting in McAfee's face, and they have another. So argument. the entire time, uh, Tom Phillips is telling Pat McAfee, he's like, "Hey, you probably shouldn't like be saying these things." Adam Cole's like, "Right there." And then <laughs> oh, yeah, Pat he's... McAfee's like, "Nah, it's all good. We're buds. Don't worry." <laughs> and then at one point in the match, Adam Cole like stops everything that he's doing, walks right up to Pat McAfee, and he says, "I can hear you. You know, <laughs> I'm 20 feet away from you." Uh, yeah. Kyle Riley was looking good in this one too. I don't know if you noticed, he had the little faux hawk going. He had like a faux hawk the, and a cool the new hairstyle, yeah. the beard. He's, Kyle O'Reilly is a real uh, um, like. Uh, He's really inspiring for men whose head hair is one color and facial hair is another color. I <laughs> see people like him succeeding on this stage, and I think to myself, hey, I can do that. There you go. Uh, so Cole's all riled up. Pat calls him an angry elf. So Cole just grabs a bottle of water and splashes it on him. And that's when things get oh, wild. Oh, that's so that, that's the that's the most disrespectful <laughs> thing you can do in professional wrestling is slap a water bottle onto someone. Yeah. So the officials come running out. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, they're there. They separate the men. But uh, amid all this chaos, we still have a match. So Imperium, they hit the European bomb in the ring, get the three count, retain the tag titles. Although you wouldn't know we had a match going on. Everybody there was yeah, silent and staring <laughs> at the commentary table. Yeah, and uh, even right after the match, we just cut right back to McAfee and Cole. They're still arguing. Pat calls him a short, angry little bitch, and Cole just goes lunging at him. So McAfee runs in with a big kick. The big uh, boot. Those NFL, the punt. Those NFL kicks, he's, yeah. yeah. So he punts him right in the fucking head, and uh, Cole's out cold to end the show. Out cold. Triple H is freaking Triple out. Triple H is him. throwing Pat McAfee around. Get it, get, <laughs> get him out of here. Shawn Michaels yeah. was has his little hat on. Yeah, uh, he had his uh, his face mask around his chin. Yeah, he did. He did. I noticed that. I noticed that, that big beard. Staying safe. Staying safe. Uh, so yeah, shoot meter. Where's your shoot meter now on this? So <laughs> I am so happy this has come full circle, Mike. Um... The Pat McAfee fans are just barely trickling in to getting it, <laughs> um, which is the best part. I've been at work the past couple days with a friend who enjoys the Pat McAfee show. Um, oh. You know, he's, he likes he likes listening to podcasts and all those things. And when this came up, he's like, "Dude, you're gonna love this. Like, you're gonna love what Pat McAfee fans are saying." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay. now I'm in it." And uh, there are some who still don't believe what's happening. Uh, they are out there. Don't believe it. How? Or okay, well, no. Um, they would be th like for them. It's the shoot meter. 
They think this is real. For them, it's the shoot meter. They can't believe that They McAfee's- cannot believe that Pat McAfee kicked somebody <laughs> on national television and yeah. <laughs> I'm telling no dude I'm telling you this is uh you got to if you check out check out the comments um uh, yeah no this is fantastic this is fantastic <laughs> television I'm really looking forward to this match yeah uh, I think it happens later on, or somewhere later on Triple H laid out a challenge on social media mm-hmm. On behalf of Cole and McAfee accepted. So we're getting Cole versus Pat yeah, McAfee is, at TakeOver 30. This is TakeOver 30, baby. This is TakeOver 30. Now, Mike, now this is something that I've had to look at in the past couple days because um, my question was, I'm going to love this. Will this be a decent enough match for me to like it? I think so. I think Pat takes it seriously. Not only does he take, not only is he an athlete, you know, he takes things seriously. He's an athlete, um, yeah. There is an Instagram story that he has on his page. I'll send it your way uh, from 160 weeks ago where was he had just purchased a wrestling ring in his garage and he's shooting on Adam Cole. And it's actually it's like it's like a three minute. It's like a three years in the it's like a three minute promo of somebody just filming him at this thing. It's actually like it's pretty damn good promo too. like you laugh. It's funny. And Pat McAfee is going full 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 heel so he can well that's that seems to be the role he's gonna play here which is fair which i i think is great because we get face adam cole yeah baby face adam cole who knows if that'll put him at odds with uh, the rest of the undisputed era or if, if they turn face or they turn on cole they who all knows? Gonna be together go it's so hard to say to pat mcafee's point though i mean like i get he's always calling him out for being short I think their their listed heights are one inch away from each other. Pat McAfee's listed at six one, Adam Cole is listed at six foot. I well, that's listed, I tend I've to heard. believe Pat McAfee's listed height because yeah. that would have been measured by like a, an organization. Yeah. Um, I've heard Adam Cole has, is like between five eight five ten. Like I would say he's five nine. If you look at that yeah, photo so between, between them, I'm like, oh, that's actually a pretty big chunk of... Uh, yeah, there's definitely more than an inch between them. There's definitely more of an inch between them. Uh, so to his point, yeah, maybe he is a little bit shorter than the rest of the crop out there. But uh, it doesn't mean he's any less of one damn good of a professional wrestler. No, and uh, yeah, that'll be exciting to see. We got on the same weekend, we'll see the debut of Pat McAfee and Dominic in the ring. So... Oh, oh, they're doing it's a Saturday Sunday thing, eh? I think oh, so. Oh, that's yeah. fucking sweet. That'll be a fun weekend. Oh my for god, I can't believe that. We get not only do we get Dominic, <laughs> we get uh we get Pat McAfee. And that was uh that was all of NXT and Wednesday night and the show. Yes. Um, I believe we only have time for one more thing here on the podcast, and that is the wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. The wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. The wrestler we had a lot of good stuff on all of the shows. Um, you know, uh, Bray Wyatt, or sorry, wow, The Fiend, I'm so sorry, made his return in uh, in epic fashion. No, oh, yeah. Right? We have, uh, we have Shane, we had Shane McMahon, Raw Underground. 
We have um, Moxley, Darby Allen. Yeah. Uh, lots of good. Lots of good stuff, though. But I'm looking at NXT. I'm looking at that main event. Um, I'm actually giving it to Pat McAfee this week. You know what? Oh. This award has been won by commentators before. Mm-hmm. It's anyway, you know, the the award can be won, and the way he planted the seeds. Go back and if you if you're listening to that Tegan Knox match, it was not about Tegan Mac Tegan Knox and Indy Hartwell. <laughs> no, it was about him. It was about them booking this Adam Cole match. And quite frankly, that's how you book a fucking match. So I got to give it to him. I dig it. I dig it. Yes, on my end as well. I'm gonna have to give it to someone who didn't uh, wrestle this week. But they delivered on all fronts. Freshly squeezed, Orange Cassidy. He's the man. He won that debate uh, very, very well. and uh, Very well. In, in, in a possible promo of the year. Yeah, one of the great ones. Uh, you know, Ruby Riot. she had a good promo as well this mm-hmm. week. Not promo of the year, but for her it was pretty good. But OC, he's the one. Yeah, it seems like all the matches that are being booked right now is, or a, a, a lot of the matches that are being booked right now, I'm looking forward to. Which yeah, is they've great. both got <laughs> big pay-per-views coming up for every company. Like all the other ones, eh, are kind of yeah. SummerSlam's one of the biggest mm-hmm. ones. All Out is like their big. That was their. Of course, yeah. It was sort of like between the between the Takeover, All Out, and SummerSlam, each yeah. are building towards pieces that I'm very much looking forward to. And isn't that the whole point of what we're doing, anyways? Yeah, exactly. The whole point so. <laughs> to be excited about watching something and not have to watch it as a chore. Uh, that's the way it should that's be. That's the way it should be, Mike. And that's all the time we have for the podcast this week. Remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe to the podcast. It's all over the place, so you might as well do it. Do it. Okay, Mike. Well, uh, we're going to sign off because we have some Toronto sports action to attend to um, oh, yeah. coming up later this evening. We got some We got some Leafs. We got some Raptors. We got a big weekend. We got big the weekend. Blue Jays. Maybe are we paying attention to them? Uh, that, nah, that's okay. We'll thing. talk. We'll talk about the Blue Jays next next week <laughs> on the podcast, Mike. Okay, you take care. Okay, bye. <laughs>